right, welcome in. Episode 7 of Kicking It with Breezy and Don C. I've got Danny Belcito right across from me. Donnie Sherell here. Danny, first off, wanted to ask you, just so the listeners know, what happened to you on Saturday after you won your doubles point in the season opener? Uh, Come on. Uh, well, I, I was real hype. You know, I, I thought I was retired last year, so I was extremely excited to get back out there, put on the blue and gold, play a match, and I think the excitement got a little bit... Too much to my head because after match point of opening day doubles with my partner, Pep Kenyadel, uh, I called for us to do a chest bump after match point to try and really get our team going and get the crowd going. And I went up for the chest bump, and when I came down, uh, I guess I put on a little bit too much weight over the winter break because my right ankle could not keep track and hold up my body. And I went over on my right ankle and severely sprained my ankle. Um, luckily I have strong ligaments that kept me standing and nothing tore or snapped or anything. So hopefully it's a quick recovery. I'm, I'm working my butt off to try and get back as fast as possible. But as for now, I'm limping around on crutches. So if you see me around campus, laugh in my face and tell me I'm clumsy because I deserve it. (laughs) Um, but here we are. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting Saturday and, uh, exciting Sunday, I would say. Yes. A lot was going on on Sunday. Obviously one of the biggest, if not the biggest sporting event in the world happened. Super Bowl Sunday happened. And I think what we saw, I don't know about you, but we saw the new face of the NFL show his, his face and his heart and his will to win on the biggest stage, and that is uh, Patrick Mahomes. So uh, how would you feel about that game? You know, it was interesting. When we started off, I had the Chiefs, let's just, you know, let the record show in the beginning. Uh, I know that I had the Ravens at the beginning of the season, or at least the beginning of the playoffs when we did our predictions early on. But, you know, I, I watched that game, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, Pat Mahomes was neutralized in the beginning. And we saw that, and we saw, you know, how the 49ers handled him on, on defense, and they really did a good job. I mean, they really shut them down, didn't have much, but – I was going to pull up, you know me, I love the stats. Definitely, okay, one stat that's key, 50 years, 50-year drought for the Chiefs, which is huge, getting Andy Reid his first Super Bowl in his, what, 21st season? Yep. Talk about worth the wait. That was awesome, seeing him post-game. But one stat that's that's really crazy, it shows that the game's not over until it's over, and that could be the most cliche saying, but the final three drives for the Chiefs, 190 yards combined. 49ers, final four drives, 49 yards combined. Jimmy G and Co. just literally collapsed in front of our eyes. And it was crazy because, again, it was another Kyle Shanahan-led offense in the Super Bowl in February. You think, oh, you know, nothing can go wrong. Well, it did go wrong. And the Chiefs had that 10-point comeback. They were down 20-10 to with 8-12 remaining in the game. And at that point, you're thinking, wow, you know, defense really does win you championships. Nick Bosa, or Rick Armstead, DeForest Buckner, that D-line was just suffocating every bit of Kansas City's offense. And on that third and 15, when Mahomes had the ball in the pocket, in my head I'm thinking, and I even said it out loud, I believe, now would be a great time for some Mahomes magic. (laughs) And what did he do? What did he do? He slung that ball down the field. Tyreek Hill had probably no one within five yards of him, almost 10 yards, just wide open. And at that point you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, it's happening. Kansas City's about to make this comeback. And then when Travis Kelsey, who I also loved, scored that touchdown, you could just feel the momentum absolutely flip-flop, and Kansas City went on a 21-0 run and sealed the deal, Super Bowl 54. And I also want to say that I do you know, want to congratulate Patrick Mahomes on a Super, uh, Super Bowl MVP and winning the Super Bowl. Damian Williams should have been the MVP. Absolutely. Let's get that clear. He had 133 total yards. He had that icing on the cake, that tiptoe down the sideline. He rushed for – he had 6.1 yards a carry, 104 yards and a touchdown, 29 yards of the year and a score. How did he not get it? 
I think Mahomes just being that it was Patrick Mahomes, he kind of stole it from him. But in the end, who really cares? Yeah, no, I think that's one of those things where, yeah, do I think Damian Williams should absolutely get it for that game? Yes, but I do think it's a little bit of kind of what they do in the NBA sometimes where sometimes they become a little bit of a prisoner of the moment. Like, in my opinion, when Andre Iguodala got the finals MVP for quote-unquote shutting down Braun and these types of things. He didn't really shut down anybody. I mean, yeah. LeBron still got his points up. And in my opinion, Steph deserved that MVP. But um, for what he did all playoff long and all season long. and But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't have that. But, yeah, I know you are the stat guy. So I thought one stat that I thought was pretty crazy. I, I guess I don't know my stats well enough. I didn't even realize it was Kyle Shanahan. I, I, I have not been paying too much attention. And yep. to think that Kyle Shanahan was also at the helm of that Falcons choke. Oh, it's crazy to me that the stat says the Falcons had a 99.5% chance of winning up 28-3 on New England. And now this 49ers team had a 97% chance to win up 20-10 to 10 on that 3rd and 15 with 7 minutes left. Can you imagine what goes through his head? That's now two. 52 to zero in 28 minutes of play in those scenarios. You, it's crazy to get to two Super Bowls. Let's not take away from oh, of course from how great of a coach he is. But to do that two Super Bowls in a row when you get there, two monumental chokes is absolutely insane. And no, I'm exactly with you. Travis Kelsey is an animal. Tyree Kill is, if. I would say the best, maybe the best playmaker just out of nothing in the NFL. So you were just waiting, like you said, a little bit of magic from not only Mahomes, but that whole offense. This year, they continued to do it. It was just when when everything was on the line, when a play needed to be made, Mahomes has so many weapons out there. Man, he looks towards Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins is open. He looks towards Damian Williams in the flats. Travis Kelsey gets open in the middle of the field. Somebody just finds a way. And and it seems that, that that team... I don't see them getting stopped for a couple of years to come. If they can keep that team together somehow, that offense seems nearly unstoppable. And that defense just makes plays, like we said. I mean, you have a couple of guys on that team. Chris Jones, for example, who's going to get paid. So, you know, he's going to get paid somewhere. I hope it's there, but who knows? Yeah. You know, other teams are going to be offering the house for him. Honey Badger continues to make plays. They have so many guys. Um, that secondary is loaded with experienced players. But, man, it, it was crazy to me to see what happened to the Niners. Yeah. It, it, it was crazy to me. They just could not find any offense after, like you said, they neutralized Patrick Mahomes for most of that first half, if not all the first half. The first half was pretty non-existent from both teams, just kind of going through the offense, getting the cobwebs off. But then 11 minutes, I don't know, eight minutes, all of a eight sudden, minutes. bang, eight minutes, and it's just bang, bang, bang. And Damian Williams just to to find the hole. I saw what Mitchell Schwartz said after the game. He told him in the huddle, he's like, hey, you guys make those blocks and finish. I'm, I'm going to put the icing on the cake and close this down. And he took it there. Goosebumps. He called a shot, is what Mitchell Schwartz said. So it's awesome. H- how cool is that? An undrafted guy. One of the th- moments that I thought was great is that he went and found what's in the Raheem Mostert. Mostert. Mostert yeah. in the in the uh, tunnel afterwards, and wanted to replace jerseys and switch jerseys because two undrafted running backs making their marks in the Super Bowl. Amazing really moment. Really cool. Amazing <laughs> moment. Um, those are the things that mean a lot. And uh, I-, I saw that also that Damian Williams got kicked off his team at Oklahoma. He did. It, th- these are really cool things to find out about, you know, to me being a fan after. These are the things that make the difference. So, man, it was a great game. Great it was. Super Bowl f- for me for sure. I love Super Bowls with some offense in it that isn't just defense, especially considering my Panthers got absolutely swarmed <laughs> by that Denver defense way back in the day. So I hate <laughs> seeing defenses win Super Bowls. So it was nice to see the offense get the Super Bowl done. One And literally you're talking about last year. Yeah. One of the most boring <laughs> Super Bowls ever when 
it seemed like New England and L.A. was just going to end in a tie when it was, what, 6-6? Six, six, <laughs> something like 6-3 like or something Awful. like that. But yeah. you're right, Danny. You hit all the nails on the head. I think it was phenomenal. But I do think that already, any, I mean, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due, but <clears throat> people are quick to forget what Lamar Jackson did this season. And I get that he's 0-2 in the playoffs in his two young years, but if he has, you know, the returning cast that he had this past year return for next year, it's going to be a battle of juggernauts. And I, was, I saw a tweet on the Stephen A. Smith burner account, one of the best accounts on Twitter, <laughs> basically saying that the era of like Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers is starting to slowly Absolutely go under the blanket, right. and it's now becoming Mahomes, Lamar, and Deshaun Watson. How crazy is that? It's true. Flip of the script just like that this year. Pat Mahomes was the youngest player to ever win Super Bowl MVP. He is 24 years old and 138 days old. Previously... My guy Emmett Smith was the youngest Super Bowl MVP. He is the only quarterback to win the award while younger than 25, besides TB12. <laughs> How crazy is that? Crazy. Pat Mahomes is here, and we're just excited to watch him do his thing. All right, let's quickly shift. And real quick, before we shift, yes. I just want to say how happy I am and proud I am to hear that those three quarterbacks dominating the league right now are brothers. We're talking <laughs> about there was an era where people thought African-American quarterbacks were they were not going to last in this league. They didn't have the arm strength. They were just runners. All you thought about was RG3, Kaepernick, guys like this, Michael Vick, and now look, pocket passers that can dominate the league and also use their legs. So, yeah, the league is absolutely uh, making a twist, and uh, the young young quarterbacks are here, like you said. And uh, I, I think it's great to see a guy like Lamar Jackson. I mean, you sent me the hype video that he had before, man. And that's something I'll never forget him, you know, talking about the Ravens are going to get a Super Bowl out of me. They're going to get the best out of me. Mahomes saying six, seven years ago, I'm going to win the Super Bowl and go to Disney World. I mean, these dreams coming true, and, and it just shows that hard work and uh, breaking the mold is something that everybody can do in any sport. So, yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Now let's uh, let's move on to Quickly another shift. exciting. Quickly shift. It's crazy because people, you know, obviously have that hangover where you're like, oh, football's over. Now it's just going to be, you know, the end of basketball, which is still exciting. And then the summer, baseball, 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 baseball. I grew up being a big baseball fan, but I I think as the years Yeah, yeah. exactly. Me too. (laughs) As the years go on, you're like, okay, baseball's fun. But if you're not there or if you're not playing, you absolutely want to just turn the TV off. And if it's not September, October. Right, exactly. (laughs) Nobody cares. But now we've got the XFL back. Let's talk about that. Returning on Saturday, February 8th. Hasn't been around for... I mean, at least, what, 15, 16 years? 2001, 2002, yeah. I think, yeah. I want to say, yeah, it's it was 2001, 2002. I have the viewer's guide from CBS Sports right in front of me. Uh, we all know the AAF made its quick little appearance last year. And I saw an article that kind of was trying to be like a D-League yeah. to the NFL. And it just didn't it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And we, had, we saw a couple guys return that were big college stars, maybe some NFL players that didn't make it. It was fun to see. And, you know, the games were televised, but... It just wasn't fun overall. No. And now we've got the XFL coming back. Let's quickly go over, of course, you know, the owner's Vince McMahon. If you don't know who he is by now, then you probably should just Google him. <laughs> uh, Commissioner Oliver Luck, President Jeffrey Pollack, and head of officiating Dean Blandino from Fox. So there's a lot of big names in there. But now the real cool thing about this one, and I think Danny and I both agree, is the key rules. Danny, you want to elaborate on the rules a little bit for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, As I was reading through the XFL and, and the rule changes that they have, it, it really is going to be an exciting league. I, I mean, some of the things that I saw with the kickoffs. So the kickoffs are very different than they are in the NFL. You basically have the kicker lining up at their own 30, which is a little similar to the NFL. I think they start on the 30, maybe the 35 in the NFL on the kickoff. But the receiving team 
or the coverage team for the kicking team will start at the opposing team's 35-yard line instead of with the kicker. And the, and the coverage team for the receiving team will start at the 30. So they're only five yards apart. And the only people who can move are the kicker and the, rece- and the kick returner on the kickoff until the ball is caught. That's weird. So basically, <laughs> the coverage team and the receiving coverage team are just standing there watching the ball flying through the air until the kick returner catches the ball, then they start moving. The point of this is to have more returns. At the end of the day, in the NFL, when they made the change to move the kickoff up five more yards, now you see barely any kick returns. And when you do, you're seeing gigantic CTE-filled hits. And we don't want to see any of that in the XFL. We want this to be a long-lasting league. So I like this change. If you look up... Like uh, Donnie said, the XFL kind of viewer's guide on CBS. It shows even a little video of what's going on with the little X's and O's, which looks very strange to the normal NFL viewer. But it is very exciting, and I can't wait to see more kick returns in the XFL. Nothing kind of gets you more hype than a kick return straight to the house. You're right. So I'm I'm excited for that. Seeing the the video may help a little bit, and I think that – you know, I'm a visual guy too. So if I hear people saying all those words in my head, I'm gonna be like, "All right, shut up." I need to listen to the, or watch the video at least. And the next rule, I want to go into it real quick. I think is gonna be really fun because it's the points after the touchdown. There's gonna be no extra points. Instead, the offense is gonna line up at either the two yard line for a one point conversion, the five yard line for a two point conversion, or the ten yard line for three. That could change the game, and that is so exciting. And it's literally small rules like this where. You watch an NFL game, you don't think twice about the extra point. You don't think twice about, oh my God, a team's going for two. You know, that's crazy. This time, you could get as many as nine points after you walk off the field. That's that's phenomenal. I think that's a great rule change. Absolutely. No, I, I think it's very exciting, like you said, with no extra points. And, and in the NFL, we've seen now that they moved the extra point back, the, the biggest game changes are the missed extra points. And as exactly. much as I'm an NFL fan, I'm not the biggest fan of that where you're really just making life on the kickers even more difficult. Um, So this is going to be great. It's going to be an offense-filled league, a point-filled league. You're going to see college football, Big 12-looking scores in the XFL, 60 points to 50. So I'm excited about that. I completely agree. One of the other things that I find interesting is they allow a double forward pass. And if if you're hearing this as a football fan, you're thinking, double forward pass – it's not as crazy as you think. You can't throw a post down the field and then throw another post down the field. <laughs> but it's illegal everywhere else in American football. But in the XFL, they're allowing it. So basically, as long as the first forward pass is made behind the line of scrimmage. So think of maybe a screen pass, a little out route to a tight end, something like this. As long as it's behind the line of scrimmage, that player can then throw a second forward pass, provided it's also behind the line of scrimmage. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see it's really weird. the speed receivers, speed running backs. They're going to have a lot of Wes Welkers and Julian Edelman receivers that also throw the ball because there's going to be a lot of interesting play calls being called in the XFL. I have a feeling it's going to look a little bit like the arena football offenses once they start getting into it. And you're going to get some crazy offensive coordinators uh, get, getting brought into the XFL with all these different weapons that they have. But I think you may want to talk about what it may be the most exciting part of the XFL, which is their new overtime rules. Yes, this can really be exciting because I definitely think the NFL should not, maybe not use this as an exact template, but the NFL should definitely change their overtime rules to something that's similar to college just because it's more fun. Absolutely. It gives a chance team uh, gives a team a chance to win, excuse me, and there's no ties, which I think might be the <laughs> stupidest thing in football. But I digress. <laughs> XFL is going to use five rounds in its overtime to determine a winner. So think about like a shootout in the NHL or a penalty kick in soccer. Each team's going to have an opportunity to score two points from the opponent's five-yard line. If, after five rounds, both teams are still tied, overtime's going to move to a single sudden death-style round until there's a winner. 
that just oh. makes me like so excited <laughs> to watch. And going real quickly over to the schedule, the thing that makes it most exciting, these games will all be on ABC, ESPN, or Fox. So we yes. can watch all of it all the time. No, you know, worries about subscribing to some, you know, pointless stream that you're not even <laughs> going to use for anything else. And it starts, as I said, on Saturday, February 8th. And I believe the final two games, it says, are on Sunday, April 12th. So we're going all the way through the spring semester, Danny. There's no more hangovers beautiful. for not having any football. How beautiful, beautiful is that? And there may now, be some hangovers, but definitely right. not from no football. <laughs> on your we'll side. Be, we'll be, we'll be watching side. some XFL. Now exactly. took it to teams because I want to pick a team before we even start the season just you know, so it makes it f- more fun to follow. Everybody knows me. I'm a big Dallas guy, so I'm going to go with the Dallas Renegades. Head coach and GM is Bob Stoops, which, is, which I think is really cool. Some key players – if you're a SEC football fan, SEC football fan, wow, words are hard. <laughs> Cameron Artis Payne is the running back. If you remember him from Auburn, very solid player in college, and another running back that's there was a Dallas Cowboy, Lance Dunbar, who a little bit of a sneaky fantasy option I remember in my days. But other than that, there's really not anybody too exciting. Deron Smith, I believe, was from Alabama, uh, and then there's a total of eight teams. So, Danny, out of those seven teams, now that I picked Dallas, what's a team that you want to follow this season? I am also, i got to be honest, I'm very surprised you did not pick the Vipers, seeing as their starting quarterback is your boy, Aaron Murray. Yeah, I know. It was tough, because I also listened to his podcast, Punt and Pass, <laughs> which is really good. Yeah. And uh, he's actually taking like some time off right now, uh, and they're not doing any more episodes like with him. Makes sense. So it's weird, and I'm thinking, you know, Aaron Murray, of course, but... I had to go with Dallas. Go, I think definitely ready. Tampa Bay I'll watch. All the teams I'm really going to watch because I love there's that. so many exciting players. I love that. Well, me and you may be taking a trip to Texas to watch a rivalry game because I feel like I may be picking the Houston Roughnecks as my team. Coach June Jones. But the players for me, you just taking me back to my sentimental players because one uh, of my favorite college quarterbacks. I see it. Connor Cook. Oh, my boy. Connor my Cook. Sparty boy. <laughs> so many big wins over Ohio State. And Michigan at the big house. I mean, some some of my favorite moments as a Michigan State football fan came with Connor Cook at the helm. So I'm excited to see him, as well as Coney Ely, who used to be a Panther. So a yeah. little bit of love there for my boy Coney. Um, but yeah, a uh, Houston Roughnecks. I like the I like the name Roughneck. I don't know. That's just a it's a nice name. It fits in this XFL. And as you go through the rest of the teams, I, I find the names to be pretty. Pretty great. You've got Tampa Bay Vipers, Seattle Dragons, St. Louis Battlehawks, New York Guardians is a bit softer than the rest, but Los Angeles <laughs> Wildcats with my man Elijah Hood, who I used to watch a lot of Charlotte Catholic High School in Charlotte, played at Chapel Hill. Yep. It's great to see him there. Um, like we said, the Houston Roughnecks, the D.C. Defenders, and your team, the Dallas Renegades. Which the D.C. Defenders, I see Cardell Jones on that team. That's and a, I see Donnell Pumphrey as well from San Diego State. That big could names. Be a really cool Big names on punch. that team. Yes. Yeah, so I am definitely excited about the XFL. These, these rules that we're seeing are very exciting. And last, some of the some of the other rules that they say, there's a 25-second play clock as opposed to the 40 in the NFL. That will make a big difference with how offenses are run. Each team will only have two one-minute timeouts per half, so you better be fit because you're not going to get out of too many plays. You're gonna, it's going to be a quick offensive league for sure. There will be no coaches' challenges, which I found very interesting. We're just relying on referees. And when you're relying on referees in a brand-new league, I'm assuming we may see some funny decisions being made. Um, catches will only require one foot to be in bounds, similar to college football, which I absolutely love. I hate the two feet down rule, I gotta be honest. One foot for me is like the, the backyard league when we used to play, so I like that. And half times will only be 10 minutes. So these games will not be incredibly long. Which is okay. Which is, I love it. That's fine. That's, you can watch a couple of games without getting too bored. Yes. Gives you time to cook your food, you know, and uh, enjoy the time with your friends quick, and then you can, you're out, and we can have a podcast about it. Boom, so boom. I'm, I'm very excited about the XFL. And when you have 
a leader like Vince McMahon, you always know there's going to be excitement. Exactly. He may switch something up in the middle of the season. There may be crazy things happening, halftime shows. There's going to be some crazy stuff because if Vince McMahon knows anything, it's entertaining the fans. You hit the nail on the head. Entertainment is his thing. And now, a way to keep you guys entertained, which we always do, we're going to bump it up to our third point, which is kicks, yes. of course, on kicking it. My favorite part of the podcast. February 2020 has got some hyped releases, Danny. Oof. I mean, talk about hype. And real quickly, we're going to keep this to a drip or skip. I'm going to pick two shoes that one is that I'm going to drip, one that I will skip, and then one that I'm going to throw to Danny and see his decision. So let's do it. First drip for me, man, it is tough, Danny, if we're looking at it. We're going to keep this quick just because we have a really exciting thing we want to get to on point number four. But for me, I'm going to pick the shoe. I'm going to use logic in this one, one that I can possibly get Mm -hmm. at a reasonable price, Yes. and I can really be proud of getting it. And that to me is the Nike Dunk Low Plums. And those release on February 7th for a amazing price of $100. Amazing. Talk about the dunk lows. You Beautiful. think about, you know, crazy prices like two, $300, but these are ones that really, you know, I think I can get. Hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers on that Nike sneaker app. Uh, you know, red colorway with the red check, purple, pink as well. Kind of like Valentine's Day vibes. I really like it, but I'm going to go real quickly to a shoe that I will skip. To me, this may not be a popular opinion, but I'm going to skip the off-white Jordan 5s. Not a fan of those. I don't really like the Jordan 5 in general. I think Virgil Abloh's fantastic when it comes to his collaborations with Nike. But this one, to me, it's, to me, an obvious miss. Now I'm going to relay one to you, one that I want to see your opinion on. The Air Force One High, Just Dons. Which also I really want to get, just because of the name. Man, I'm such a Just Don guy. I'm a Don C guy, too, for those who know. But yeah, no, Just Don, man, he, those are beautiful, man. And if you don't know what they look like, if you've ever seen when uh, Virgil dropped the off-white Air Force One MCA um, in Chicago, the all-blue, they're basically that but an Air Force One high. And and I can't help but think, man, those Virgil Air Force One lows, the all-blue MCAs, are selling for two, $3,000, if not more. Just Don shoes tend to be a lot more reasonably priced. So if you're talking about that all-blue look... The little red tag on the heel. I mean... And on the back it says with the Nike swoosh, Just Don. Just Don. Man, he, Just Don is, is an absolute genius when it comes to designing sneakers. So, I, I'm, I'm 100% drip on this shoe, man. That thing is beautiful. Uh, all blue. The strap on the top. I'm not the biggest fan of on Air Force One, but, man, those are beautiful shoes. So, I, I completely say drip. I'm in those. I don't know about you, but I, I definitely want those I shoes. I do, too. Very but, yeah, I know. I love those choices, man. Those, those plums are beautiful. The purple. I actually saw somebody switch out the typical red laces for a pair of cream laces. I and, didn't see that. Oh, <laughs> really man. Good. There's something about cream laces, man. It just brings the money out of all these shoes. Um, and I completely agree with your skip of those off-white fives. I'm not a big fan of Jordan fives. I think they're kind of clunky, a little bulky. They're not my thing. I think they're more for smaller shoe size, which is strange because most bulky shoes you would think would look better big. But for me, Jordan fives are more of a bay shoe, I always say. Um, but I completely agree. But for me, if you've heard this podcast, you know which shoe I'm going to pick in February for my drip, and that's the Travis Scott SB Dunk Low. Man, I keep seeing more high-quality pictures of these, and they are absolutely beautiful. The bandana, the the plaids, the cream colors, the browns. The, I see that there's a pink swoosh on the inside now. They come with pink laces, cream lace, everything that I love. Pink, cream color, bandana color, I love them. And they're releasing for $150. We all know because it's Travis Scott, there's absolutely no way that any of us, unless we have a bot that we've paid for, will be able to get these on release. But you guys also know me, and I'm willing to spend the extra buck on a sneaker. So you may see these on my feet by 
maybe the end of the XFL season in about April I if like I can uh, grind out and save some money. I love those. Those are absolutely my drip. Um, my skips. <laughs> I didn't even know that these shoes were releasing in February. And I'm a big Kanye West fan, man. I love that he's releasing 350s weekly, it seems like, with completely random, different colors that you can't, you know, names that you can't pronounce and colors that look all the same. But this Yeezy Basketball Quantum shoe, man, what, I said this before we started recording, I just can't see anybody rocking these. <laughs> I cannot see it. Man, the, I, the shape of them is weird. I don't see them being supportive for an actual basketball player. They're certainly not a shoe that you're going to be able to style very easily. So for me, those are absolutely, absolutely a skip. Um, but the shoe that I want to toss to you, and something that I think you've heard me mention before, is the color of a shoe that I want to continue to try and find that works for me is a red shoe. I love love a red shoe. So for me, the shoe that I'm throwing to you to see how you feel about them is the Jordan 3 Red Cement that is dropping on the 15th of February for the All-Star Game in Chicago. These are a beautiful shoe. I saw that there's a couple of release shoes in Chicago that will have the CHI emblem on the back, on the heel flap. Unbelievable. I mean, these shoes for me are beautiful. I saw that they were actually debuted by our guy Luka Doncic in the tunnel on the way to his game right the day after he signed with Jordan Brand. Kind of gave me a little bit more respect for my man Luke. I tend to hold back my high praise for him, but that shoe may have gotten me on his side. But how do you feel about the Jordan 3 Red Cements? If I know you guys can't see us, I was doing like a Tiger Woods fist bump because I saw a picture of these on Twitter and I saw the CHI in the back and I'm like, okay, you can't not show those to me and not expect me to want to buy them. I love those, Danny. That's a great choice because, as you said, the red shoe, there's just something about red. Like, I have the pair of the Cortezes, and seeing that red check, it just it looks so clean. It looks so classic. I love that look, but the red cements are beautiful. Who knows what the retail is going to be? Yeah. The rumor. What, I think you know, it's normally around 220 for the Jordan <sighs> 3. And I, see, I don't That's see. Hard. Jordan 3s tend to not resell too, too high. Yeah. Those ones with the CHI on the back. Oh, they're going to go insane. They're going to go insane. But you know, everybody from Chicago is going to be Of course. Like, I think the general release may be somewhere around 300 bucks because they're an all-star release. But I think they'll be manageable. But... And those are a beautiful, beautiful sneaker. They are. And I definitely want to try and get the SB Dunk Lows for Travis Scott. But, yes. again, that, that might be a time where we have to go to a shop and wait outside. <laughs> Absolutely. Overnight, bring a camping bag. But um, And then the skips, the basket. <clears throat> I think Kanye's doing a great job with lifestyle <laughs> shoes. Stick to that, man. <laughs> Don't go to basketball because this shoe is atrocious. All right. We're going to go real quickly, though, because this is going to be probably one of the coolest things I think we do. Maybe something that's really fun, can be engaging for you all. We know the All-Star Game is coming up in a couple of weeks. Danny and I, however, are going to do an All-Star Game fantasy draft. I'm going to take Giannis, because we all know why, and Danny will take LeBron for other obvious reasons. Because he's the greatest? Yeah, okay. All right. We'll debate that later. <laughs> to me, there's no debate anymore. You can only just appreciate. Let's, let's keep it at that. All right. So, we're going to pick our starters. Danny's going to have the first pick for starters, and then we're going to pick our reserves. They have not been picked yet. They'll actually be picked on Thursday night by Giannis and LeBron. On TNT, I believe, mm-hmm. and then we will know the official All-Star teams. But right now, we're gonna have some unofficial teams. Danny and I are gonna have some real fun with this. Danny, who is your first pick? So I'm excited me, to hear this. For me, the way that I pick, when as soon as Donnie gave me this idea, I was all in, completely excited. And the number one person I wanted to pick because when we're talking about All-Star games, what do we want to see? Excitement. We want to see points. We want to see dudes who pull up from deep. We want to see guys who are excited. We want to see guys who may want to prove a point because they might not be on the best team. In fact, they may be on one of the worst teams. 
And here's a guy who I think is my dark horse for all-star MVP. Trey Young ah. is my first pick in this year's all-star, which I think we're going to start doing this every year. So I'm going to say first annual all-star fantasy draft. Go. Trey Young is my first pick for the starters. I like that. Okay, so Trey Young and LeBron. Yes. That's that's so thick. It's that's, a good start for an all-star game. All right. You went that route, hmm. and I'm going to quickly go the other route. Some oh. one guy that you know. Well, I wouldn't say other route. One guy that you could have literally interchanged in their draft class. One guy that's got some MVP garnering this yep, year. Yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna keep it international and pick Luka Doncic as my point guard for Team Giannis, who's the second starter for you. I like that pick. I like Luka because he has range like Trey, but he's got height, so he's gonna add a little bit of. And he's swing. more and he's calm, calm, and he can really and he's got a great vision. Yes, Trey can. Get assists because he's getting triple covered in most games, being a hawk, and there's no other options. Right. Um, exactly. I like that pick. I'm going to pick another guy because I love shooters in the All-Star game. And you got LeBron who can really facilitate, so I want to put a bunch of shooters around him. And I want to pick a guy who people are saying, highly debatably, is the best offensive player in NBA history right now, scoring at an ungodly rate. And a guy that I would never take on my team in any situation but an All-Star game. James Harden. I like I'm it. taking James Harden on my team. I want to see Trey and James on each wing, throwing up from 40, trying to see who can get to 40 points first. So I that's like it. my second pick. I'm going to make this quick. I'm stealing him from you. Anthony Davis, come to Team Giannis. Sorry. Had to do it. Look how big your team is. I know. That's why Look I love how tall it. they are. Crazy. It. And they can all it. shoot. It's scary. So I Giannis, like that pick too. So I've got Luka, Giannis. Well, I think AD. now then I have to make the decision, the, the smart decision to take the guy who I've seen shut down Giannis once this season and that is Joel Embiid on my my team I need some defense he's not going to provide too much offense in an all-star game setting but he will play hard and talk a little bit of smack so I will take Joel Embiid okay all right since it's an all-star game I think that the load management not being a fan. <laughs> so I'm going to take Kawhi Leonard because I was scared you were going to pick him because I thought you were going to bring up, to me, what was a nightmarish Eastern Conference Finals when he shut down Giannis. This is true. But oh, good call. now I've yes. got a team where I've got Luka Doncic, That's crazy. Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. I'm not mad at that team. Beautiful. My good last pick. pick of the starters. It's funny because before this, we mentioned the one player that neither of us wanted to get, and I'm sticking him on your team, <sighs> and that is Kemba Walker. So I am taking... Pascal Siakam on my team so he can have a little bit of revenge on Kawhi Leonard for leaving him high and dry in Toronto. So I'm taking Mr. Pascal Siakam on my team, which leaves Kemba on your team that was for the starters. Man. you ne- Look at your team. You needed somebody to drag you down a little bit, and I think that is what <laughs> Kemba is going to do. So, so if we're looking at our starters right now, I am wow. I love the All Star Game. Let's just let's just put that out there. I know that everybody hates on it. I know everybody thinks it's a joke. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> seeing the best players in the world play against each other and have fun and not really care, it's one of the coolest things I think that any sport ever especially does. this year. You know, with the rule changes in yes. honor of Kobe yes. and Gigi, I, I love it, and I'm excited for this year's All Star Game, which we had talked about before. It's hard to get excited for this kind of circus. It event, is, but this year I'm very excited, and there are so many studly players going to be involved in this year's All-Star Game, so I'm with you. 100%. You're right, and I definitely agree with you. I think that this one's going to be fun, and if this was the team that went out there, Kemba Walker, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis, beautiful team. Amazing. Your starters. Mine, well, my starters right now, LeBron James, best player in the world. Uh, Trey Young right now, the best young player in the world. In my opinion, if he gets on a better team, I think you'll see a Are lot Are we going more. LeBron at point guard? 
I think we have to. <laughs> if you look Over at Trey Young. I think so. Because okay. I want Trey Young to be playing two on this team almost. Just running around double screens from Embiid and Siakam. Shooting up from everywhere. I see Trey Young getting hot in this game. I'm telling you. that It, it screams Trey Young. It screams Trey Young. Right. So, I love that. With um, who did I just, James Harden shooting from everywhere. Joel Embiid playing some defense. And Siakam doing everything like he does. So, I, like I love that. my stars. So I like that. You start us off with the reserves. Don't know why you should get the first reserve after looking at your starters, but here we are. You get <laughs> first, the first reserve. reserve. Now, this is a tough one, Danny, because there are a lot of ballers there on are. these reserve teams, and I'm kind of still upset that Devin Booker didn't get picked. Oh, crazy. Uh, let's just be fair, but first reserve. Man, this is tough. This is tough. We're doing this live, too, so it's not like we yes. picked it beforehand. Yes. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go Jimmy Butler. Ooh. Give me a score. Give me a six, I like man. that. Jimmy Butler off the bench for this team is scary. He could be a dark horse for our NBA All-Star MVP. Let's just think about it. That's true. Coming into Miami, people were already saying, oh, Miami's not going to do anything. He could potentially get the two seed in the East. Really taking this Miami team by storm, or the city of Miami by storm, however. Jimmy Butler's my first pick. Who do you got? I like that. I like that. But I'm going to put a guy, I already have one rocket, on my team. Ah, and I'm going like to take it. a guy who's already been an All-Star Game MVP. Maybe twice, if I remember correctly. He might twice. have two All-Star yeah, Game MVPs. Right. Talk about a guy who shows up, and without being a starter, this guy's going to come hot. I'm taking my boy, Russ Westbrook, I like for it. my first reserve. I like it. Man, I wanted to get Russ so bad. <laughs> it's okay. We're good, though. All right. Next. This is this is tough. I'm I can't look- believe you haven't taken Middleton already. It's Jonas's boy. You know he's going to take him. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it's tough just because you really could, you really could look at it so many ways. And I'm gonna say t- I'll take Middleton. Yes. Give me Middleton. Middleton, you know, at the three, I'll take that. Butler at the two. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I like that. I mean, yeah. You gotta do it. You gotta put it with Giannis. Uh, Remember yeah. when they played before, man? Chris was feeling it. You're right. Shooting threes from everywhere. You're right. You're right. That's fair. I like that. We'll go with that. And because I just baited you into that, I'm taking another guy who is playing at an astronomically high level. He has the Mamba mentality. That is Dame time. (sighs) Damian Lillard is joining Team DB. So many scores. Range for days on this team. I'm taking Dame Lillard on my team. Eh, Darn you, Dame. That's a good pick. (laughs) Dame Lillard has been going crazy. Let's give him crazy. All right. Now, let's think about it. I I already got a two and a three. Yes. But forget it. Give me Bam Adebayo. Ah, I, got I the knew it. Players. I knew he'd love some I Bam. I love Bam because also he shares an agent with Giannis. Alex Saratsis, the Greek, love Bam Adebayo. And I would just like salivate if I saw Luka Doncic get a pass from Giannis Ooh. off of a rebound, see Bam Adebayo, jump oh. down the court, jump down and throw down a two-handed oop. I love it. Give me Bam Adebayo for my reserves. It's hard for me now. Because I want to continue to pick as a coach, as a captain. And I want to put the best team out there. Pick as a fan, Danny. Pick as a fan. But I can't I can't leave him on the team much longer because I'll I know never you're forgive myself I know you're if I see him on a team by a guy who roasts him every <laughs> single podcast we're on. So Ben Simmons, you get here, you come play for Team Braun, you wear that number two for GG proudly. And you give me 17 assists in this All-Star game because I know you're only going to give me something like four points. So I will take 17 assists off my bench with Ben Simmons and allow Russ and Dame to run around just like I'm going to have Trey and James Harden doing on my starters. So Ben Simmons is coming to Team DB. Okay. All right. 
So you got Ben Simmons. Thank you. I didn't want him. <laughs> I didn't want him. Uh, all right, now let's look at it. Danny, this We're getting is... down to the getting down to the guys <laughs> who we talked about this before we did this. There are some players that you absolutely want on your all-star team that you may not want on your actual team if you're an owner drafting a team to try and win a finals. But the guys that are the guys that are left on the reserves right now are maybe guys that you want on your team to try and win a championship. Yeah, you're not wrong. But in an all-star game setting, it's it's a little harder to make picks. All right, you so know what? I'm interested to hear your next pick. Let's speed this up. I'm gonna take Let's Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, I like it. I need a playmaker on my bench. I'm looking at it right now. I know that Jimmy Butler can get me points, but I've got Chris Middleton of Amadabio. I can't throw them the ball and expect he them needs to go. Offense. I mean, Chris Middleton, though, True. to be fair. No, no, he fills it up. At this point now in this season, fills he has 51 up. the other night. I can't remember the opponent. It's facing me right now when Giannis did sit out. It was the Wizards, I believe. Okay. It may have been. But I need a guy that's going to get me going to get me points. Who uh, who other to get than a guy that you can literally just throw the ball to and he can get you 30. I love it. Soaring down the lane, all-star game setting. Love the pick, Donovan Mitchell. I like that, and I also like it because I just picked Simmons, and you know about Ben Simmons and exactly. Mitchell. Exactly. I had to pit them against each other. A little bit of hostility between them. I love that. That'll be a good uh, battle off the bench. I will pick, like you said, let's keep it quick, another guy who can easily get you 30, and a guy that you talked about on our Christmas Day NBA episode being one of your shooting stars, and that's ah. Brandon Ingram. I love him right now. That's a good pick. I'm falling in love with Brandon Ingram. i got to give a shout-out to my boy Josh if he's listening. He has been on the Brandon Ingram train forever. He couldn't believe when the Lakers got rid of him instead of Kuzma. So... Brandon Ingram balling out in New Orleans, and he's going to ball out on Team DB in this All-Star game. All right, now I think we have to get a big man. Yes. And I'm going to get the big man that I love to see, Mm. nicknamed the Joker. (sighs) Give me Nikola Jokic for my bench. Now I've got a solid backup five, but... Still have a couple picks to go. Danny, your next reserve. Uh, Yeah. Well, I will take a guy who's very similar, in my opinion, to Brandon Ingram and who I, who I think is continuing to get better. Oh, please don't take him. Oh One of God. the shoe gods no, no, no. of the NBA right now, Jason Tatum. Oh! Taking Tatum on my team. No, no, no. Right no. now, I love it. I love me some Jason Tatum. He's a beast. He debuted the Hyper Adapt BBs. And you know me being a sneaker guy. I love when people debut shoes. Jason Tatum coming on my team. I thought I was I love long three fours on my team. Jason Tatum is here. And I believe we only have... Dude. A couple more picks. A, cu- yeah. a couple more picks. To I'm gonna take here. a guy. I don't think you've taken him yet. You know, uh, part of my listening school skills. He's a guy that I still want to see get possibly traded mm. to the Bucks. Yes, 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 yes. But his contract may be the worst contract <laughs> ever when you talk about a player at his age and his production. <laughs> but a guy that made no. the All Star team after getting traded from the Rockets, and people Disgusting. said, "Oh, the Thunder are gonna be bottom of the West. They're ranked seventh right now in the loaded Western Conference." Give me Chris Paul, because I want to see what he looks like with Giannis Antetokounmpo out on the floor. If that meshes, and I'm Mike Budenholzer, and I'm John Horst of the Bucks, I'm calling up Sam Presti that moment and saying, what do you need for Chris Paul? Imagine Chris Paul, Chris Middleton, and Giannis as True. a core in the East. Yeah. Chris Paul and Giannis running the pick-and-roll game. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, because this is the All-Star game. Your next pick. I don't want them to do that, because I, as a fan and a friend of yours... Want your Bucks to be competing for a title. And I have said multiple times that Chris Paul is allergic okay. to championships. Okay. So I want you to stick with what you have. I want Giannis to get it by himself. Because right. I think if CP goes there, they're going to be saying, oh, they needed CP, Giannis needed a guy to help him out. No, I want Giannis to win it himself. And CP is allergic to winning championships. So you want Giannis to win it himself. So if he wins it over LeBron, that's fine. That's All right, fine. Cool. That's fine. I will take that. I'd rather him do that than do it with CP because I don't want CP to win a championship. Okay, that's fine. I, w- I want to see Giannis win a championship. I'm a fan of Giannis just like you are, not as big. Uh, not but as big. do I well, want yeah. LeBron to win, especially for LA right now? Right. 100%. That's but fair. I hate CP3. So okay, next Who I'm going to pick right now is 
One of the best defenders in the NBA every year. Always a threat for Defensive Player of the Year, and that is Rudy Gobert. I, I like need a little more height, a little more defense on my team right now. Even though it is an all-star game and nobody cares about defense, I still like Rudy Gobert off the bench. So now we are down to our last pick. Who are you going to take? DeMontis Sabonis or Kyle Lowry? Well, I don't know if you... <laughs> I don't know if you've heard me talk about the NBA, but one player that I've never been a fan of is Kyle Lowry. Never. So you stuck me with Kemba Walker, who, let's be fair, I'm not a you know I'm not, not gonna hate on him. Right, <laughs> he's a Charlotte guy. Should right, exactly. I should have been more respectful. If you're looking at my bench, I do need a guy maybe that can get in there and give me some tough boards, maybe flash a little bit. Give me Demontis Sabonis. I love what this Indiana Indiana team has done. Let's be fair, I'm still salty. In the end, if you think about it, that we gave up Malcolm Brogdon for two second-round picks. But agree. with how the Bucks are doing this season, 42-7, and seven, not going to waste any tears. But give me Demonis Sabonis. I have gift-wrapped <laughs> you, Kyle Lowry. Hand it to him on a silver platter. You know what? I'm going to be completely dishonest right now and tell you that I was going to pick Kyle Lowry. <laughs> and I was going to think, you know why? Because Kyle Lowry has slimmed down this offseason. He wants to prove a point. Now there's boy Kawhi. What am I saying? I don't want Kyle Lowry. If I'm the coach of this team, you're not playing. You're not playing one minute in this All-Star game. Maybe you're getting one, but other than that, you're sitting on the bench and you're enjoying the show. But I will take you on my team because you're a champion. So Kyle Lowry stuck on the bottom of my team. So if we go back through our teams, I have my starters, LeBron James, Trey Young, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam. Your starters are Kemba Walker, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the MVP, and Anthony oh, Davis. So I had to get that in there. Love it. And my reserves are... Already two-time All-Star MVP, Russell Westbrook. Dame time, Damian Lillard. I don't want to go too crazy and say some nonsense, so I'm just going to say Ben Simmons. Oh, thank you. Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry. And your uh, reserves are? My reserves are Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Nikola Jokic, CP3, and DeMontis Sabonis. All right, now, and our coaches, Breezy and Don C. Yes, so, sir. What we want you guys to do now, that's going to wrap up episode 7. What we want you to do, once we make our Instagram post, comment below on who you think has the better team. Team Ooh. Don C or Team Breezy. Love we'll it. even put up a poll on our Instagram story to try and get you guys engaged. Love that. See what we can do with that. But for that, this has been a fantastic episode, Danny. Had a ball with that. And I think that we'd be some pretty good uh, GMs if it came to the draft. It, you know, we really had to. I'd say so. Though. I think the only problem is because this podcast, the way it tends to go, is you are the stat guy. The level-headed guy. You tend to look at the long term, and I'm more of a crazy, off-the-cuff, emotional guy. I think a lot of people are going to pick your team over mine, and I'm okay with that. But I predict that if you combine the stats, which I think we should, of the players oh, on our let's teams, do it, and we combine who had the better team at the end. That's a good call. We will see, like and that. we will live stream that on Instagram after the All Star Game, and you will all see it, and you will be able to know who truly had the better team and the better picks. Perfect. Well said. All right. All-Star Weekend's coming, and for that, we want to say thank you guys again for listening to Episode 7 of Kicking It with Breezy and Don C. If you're not following us already, and if you're not, I'm kind of upset with you, go follow <laughs> us on Instagram, at KickingItDBDC, and give me and Danny a follow as well. Our at names are listed in the bio. It's been fun, and Love let's it. ride out, of course, with our beautiful instrumental by our friend Alex Leondis. This has been another episode of Kicking It with Breezy and Don C. We are out. Love you guys.